Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Coming up on episode 104 of Anarcha Agenda, I talk about why the 4th of July is not worth celebrating. This podcast is covered by the BIPCOT No Government License. This allows for use and reuse by anyone except governments and or government agents. Learn more at bipcot.org. Today is July 4th, 2020. A day when you're likely going outside, spending time with friends or family, feeling happy that you get a day off from work, or you get a day to barbecue, or you get a day to party. It's a beautiful day for you, I imagine. It's a great day. A day when you can finally get outside. This year has been rough. Being told to stay home. Not being able to go out to eat when you wanted to. And yet, here you are. Celebrating liberty. Celebrating how free America is. But no. I'm here to shatter your illusions. You are not free. You are nothing more than a slave. A slave to a group of strangers calling themselves government. You think you're free? Let me tell you. You're not. 244 years ago today, a group of people got together, committing treason against their government, and wrote a letter to their leader, declaring themselves a free people. These people were willing to kill their government's troops for that freedom. The founding fathers of the United States of America set out to create a representative republic in which people would be free to make their choices, to rise and fall as they chose, to learn how to deal with the consequences of their actions. But yet, there was still a group of people not free. They were slaves, much like you are today. Yeah, they had less freedom than you do, perhaps. Maybe a little less. But you think you are free because you're able to work at your job, perhaps. Or maybe you lost your job. You think you're free because you get to spend time with your friends. You get to go out and do things with your family. You get to party a little bit. After all, isn't it what today is all about? Partying? Barbecuing? No. It's not about that. At the start of this year, I told my friends that it would be a visionary year in a way. And it has been. It's been quite a visionary year. We have seen the masks 
come off. We've seen the masks of tyrants, control freaks, people who want to control others because they're afraid. Afraid of this existential crisis known as COVID-1984. Yes, I'm aware the media calls it COVID-19, and you've been told it's COVID-19. But really, it's been COVID-1984. Germany in the 1930s was a poor country. Their currency was debased. Food was harder to come by. People were losing their jobs. Yet a man came along promising them safety. Telling them he would save them from this horrifying disaster. There would be food. There would be jobs. Your children could be free to play again and have a carefree life. People gobbled it up. Yet over time, they saw him slowly take away their freedoms. Their phone calls were tapped. If your neighbor saw suspicious activity, they could report you to the Gestapo. 2020. COVID-19. People told to stay home. Businesses closed it down. People took to social media to shame those who dared go outside their houses. Or dare go anywhere, really. Don't you know there's a virus out there and you could die from it and you're getting people sick? How dare you? The social media dumpster fire has been fascinating to watch. As people take to their social media podiums to pontificate on their beliefs regarding the COVID-1984 experience. Some people were awake, watching Liberty die, and wanting to fight back. Those people who were awake were in favor of petitioning their government gangs to let them go back to work. People in Keene, New Hampshire, protested by not staying home on Friday night and going out to have a nightcap in Central Square. Why? There are many people in New Hampshire who love freedom, who believe that you have the right to make your own choices. You have the right to live your life how you see fit. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to stay home, stay home. If you want to go outside and live your life and do whatever you want to do, go do that. You are free to make your own choices. You are also going to deal with the consequences of your actions as a responsible human being. Yet, even these people were shamed and called man-killers. People were claiming, people were crying out for their arrest, for killing people. And yet, we're told we're still free. What freedoms do we have? Religious organizations said that there are times when our rights must be reasonably restricted. I say no. There is never a time when a right or rights can ever be reasonably restricted by a group of strangers calling themselves government. Not for your safety. Not for any reason. To these religious organizations who made this claim, I say forget you. You have become irrelevant. You've become the bootlicking irrelevant people that you are. Thank you for demonstrating your statism. Thank you for demonstrating your love for a group of strangers calling themselves government. Do you really want to celebrate today? If you do, by all means, celebrate. Laugh and love and enjoy today. But as for me, I'm looking around and wondering how people could give up their rights so easily. 
The answer is from history. Hitler's Germany became the worst experiment in human destruction. Maybe not the worst. It wasn't Pol Pot's Cambodia. It wasn't Mao's Great Leap Forward, after all. But it was one of the worst in history. A group of people were led to their deaths, burned alive. Their bodies cremated. All for what? They were no longer essential. In the United States, during World War II, another group of people were taken off to internment camps. All for what? Fear. Fear that there will be another attack. When existential crises happen, people are afraid. People live in this world of fear, wanting it to end. And their saviors come along and say, this is how it's going to end. And the slaves rattle their chains and cry out, Please do as you're told and save us from this dreaded existential crisis. And it is an existential crisis. People fear death. And many have died because of the COVID virus. Many have died because they couldn't live in a world where they weren't able to sustain their own lives by running their business, by working. So I ask you, what freedoms do you really have? Tell me. What freedom do you have? Well, you can go shopping. So what you're telling me is I'm free to go stand on the bread line? So much freedom. Well, you're still free to assemble. You just can't assemble with a certain amount of people. No, that is not freedom to assemble. Well, you can worship from home. What if I don't want to worship from home? What if I want to gather with a group of 50 or more people and have our own worship service? Well, you can't do that. Then what you're telling me is I no longer have that right to assemble. Those of you who cried out on social media that I should have been forced to stay home. You have demonstrated to me that you don't care about liberty. You care about control. You care about enslavement. All in the name of your existential fears. I am done listening to you. I will be a free person. So today... As you think about the founding fathers of the United States of America and think about their sacrifices for your supposed freedom, remember, you think you are free. And that is the slave master's ultimate dream. To get his working cattle to think they are free. They're more productive that way. After all, if you let them have too little freedom, they're no longer productive. But don't give them too much. We can't control them. In 2019, a year ago today, Chris Friedman on Free Talk Live explained to the best of his ability why he no longer wants to celebrate the 4th of July. Why he doesn't feel like today is worth celebrating. I don't feel like celebrating. It's uh, not that I don't enjoy this place on earth that I live, that my my family has grown up in, that I enjoy a number of things that a lot of people in other countries don't, but I'm going to call it and I'm going to say that what began is the greatest experiment in representative 
government on the face of the planet at that time, 250 years ago, ballpark, however long it's been, I'm going to I'm going to call it and say that the ideals and the vision that they had is gone. It is no more. And I'm going to say that the failure of this system began shortly after its inception. But we're going to discuss how free we are and whether it is proper to celebrate uh, what I consider a somber occasion. Hmm. Why do I consider it somber, you may ask? We have to look back through history. We have to look at where the world was in the 1770s, you know, in 1776 when we declared our independence. What was England? England was an empire unlike any empire this planet has ever seen. Unlike them in what way? In size, in scope, in power, the strongest Navy, when Navy strength really mattered for trade. Okay. Um, England stretched around the world. They had their prisons. Uh, that was Australia at the time. They had colonies in North America. They had 13 colonies subject to British rule. Now, to make, well, I don't know. Plus, uh, plus Canada. Plus Canada, which I believe might still be sort of yeah they kind of broke loose from the empire a while ago but certainly it uh, it's been much more recently than we did yes um but you had the strongest government uh on the planet at the time you had a king one man who sat in a capital far far away now, it's not that he was doing this alone. He did run things through Parliament. Parliament was a few hundred men who sat there in the Capitol with him. And they jointly made decisions. It was ultimately up to the king. But they made decisions about everyone's life everywhere across this this empire that stretched from the Atlantic to the Pacific, across whole continents. And the people in America felt that they could come up with a better way of doing this. They were not happy obeying the orders of someone thousands of miles away. And they were about, you know, how far is uh, how far is London from here? I'm guessing 2,500, 3,000 miles. About 3,000 miles. So sort of like somebody in Alaska having to obey someone in Washington. Having to obey that one man, the king in England, the president in the United States, and parliament, uh, the three or four hundred or five hundred people that were representative of all the British subjects. Just like in our system, that these 435 people who sit in Congress and, excuse me, 535, who sit in Congress and in, in, in the House and the Senate are representative of the 320 million people in this country. What a joke. Those people aren't representing you. There's no way they could. It's impossible. Thank you, Ian. It is an impossibility for four or 500 people to represent you with any accuracy. 
Let me ask you, people on the right, those of you who are concerned with your natural right to self-defense, did you feel that you were being represented during Obama? Did you feel that that despite whatever you told your representative, if you ever got to see him, didn't the president just say, well, I've got a phone and I've got a pen. I'll just executive order this on its way through. I'll just do that. Did you feel represented then? People on the left, how represented have you felt on the immigration issue? Are your wishes being conveyed all the way to the top? Are they listening to you? Are you likely to see any meaningful change in immigration? And for those of you on the right, are you likely to see any meaningful change in immigration? I can go down every hot-button topic, and you are not being represented. You have no chance of representation because, again, by the numbers, 320 million of you, four or 500 of them. This is no different than what British citizens faced around the world in the 1770s. Now, 56 guys put their names on a piece of paper, and we talk about that today. It's the Declaration of Independence. It was a statement, and in that statement, Thomas Jefferson wrote that before we say what we're going to do, we should should certainly tell you why we're doing it. We're going to list our grievances. So there's no question about why we're pissed off. We want it to be very, very clear. We want it to be spelled out. And 56 men decided that they were going to sign on to this. And many of them lost their fortunes. Many of them lost their lives. They were willing to do that because the ability, the the, the opportunity to be free was more important to them than all their lands and all their holdings. And, of course, they expected this thing to turn out in their favor. They expected to be able to get those things back. But they put it all on the line. And what has happened to that idea? This country has divided itself into left and right, progressive and conservative. Call it whatever you want. It's basically split right down the middle. We've got one side fighting the other and both sides losing out everywhere that counts. They have no chance of being represented. They have no opportunity to have a world that looks something like what they would like it to be. That is gone. That dream is gone. They can't even move within, you know, our landmass and go somewhere where it could, you know, like if, if there were 13 colonies and if you didn't like the way Virginia was running things, let's say you had a bone to pick with, oh, I don't know, let's call it slavery. Just throwing that one out there. You don't like slavery? Maybe you moved to Massachusetts. Maybe you moved to New Hampshire because you didn't want to live with people who supported slavery. You could do that. Now, even if you could, hell, it would would be so much easier. Now we have cars and, and planes and trains and all sorts of ways that we could move if we chose. But the problem is, is that what we allowed to happen was what the founders feared most, a central government, one spot, that one king and his 
four or five hundred toadies who will go along with what he says. And where does that leave you? Not free with no sense of liberty. I've got a real problem with this day, and I shouldn't. I should be celebrating. I should be celebrating how free I am. And I'm sorry, folks, that's not the case. Like Chris, I wish I could celebrate today. Like Chris, I wish we were free. Like Chris, I wish that we could truly know what freedom was. I'm not here to give you a solution forward. I don't have solutions. You do. You're the one that gets to decide what's best for you. You own yourself. Declare your independence from the system today. This being the 4th of July, a day when we're supposed to celebrate secession from a tyrannical government. Declare your independence. Declare it with all you have. No one has a higher claim on your life than you do. No one. This concludes episode 104 of Anarcho Agenda. If you like this show and want to support me on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash crblake86. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Also, you can send me Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and a few other cryptocurrencies as well. Make sure you rate, review the show, and share it with your friends. Thank you very much for listening. Catch you next episode. Worms!